Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin, your host. Hey Kelvin. It hasn't been as always, but it's recently, it's been a little, it's the summer people that we just, <laughs> uh, that's just the best way to put it. Uh, we're very happy that you're here wherever you're listening. I've been starting to say around the world ever since we found out, I think it was like two months ago, we were looking on the phone and we realized how many yeah. worldwide people actually listen. So if you're around the world listening, welcome into the family. Uh, there's always room for one more. That's if, right. Even if it's all 7.5 billion of them that want to join in, <laughs> there's room. Uh, very happy that you're here in the middle of a series uh, that is really cool. Talked about it last week a little bit with with Beatriz, and I have the the man of the hour, our fearless leader. <laughs> I'm here. The one that's been gone for actually that's not true. We both been well. I've been gone for a while. Came yeah, back, I was gone for about a week, and you were gone for about a week, but. Yeah. This is uh, four or five weeks since you've been on the podcast, I think. Yeah, it has. Uh, the summer, we started it. And we're like, yeah, new series. We're going to rock and roll. And then, man, we we were not prepared for uh, everything that's transpired. So it's good to be back on. You know, of course, I've been preaching the messages, but that's it's right. good to be back on the conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have you back in studio. Kind of feels like we're back at home. It's uh, it's nice. It's a good feeling. Um. I do kind of want to break this episode down in a couple of different ways. I want to get caught up a little bit with with you and maybe some Elevate news and, and just kind of stuff going on, your kind of vision for the next month or so yeah. as, we, as we wrap up Elevate. Sure. Um, first of all, you were in Kentucky, yeah. Pastors Convention, right? Yep. We were at the North American Division Called Convention. That is the uh, North American... Uh, gathering of Seventh-day Adventist pastors and uh, ministry leaders. So we're with about 6,000 people, probably about 4,000 of those were pastors. So it was a big uh, college and seminary reunion. I don't know if you've seen the meme mm. with the Spider-Man. Yeah. That's the cartoon. They're all yeah. pointing at each other. That was me for about three and a half days wow. of uh, just meeting people and like, oh, hey, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. All those kind of things. Uh, and just had a nourishing time. Uh, they pulled out all the stops, great music, great keynote speakers left inspired left uh just totally affirmed in my calling to ministry and mm -hmm. have come back energized like yeah i can do this this is gonna be a good thing that's really so. cool it was nice to see uh all of our texas pastors take a picture together yep that was really cool yep um yep. i think even the keen squad took a picture together right yeah, yeah. we had four of our staff go there was uh two that had to stay back uh, we had four of us go so yeah we got together for a picture and uh everybody got to take their spouses and so it was kind of a, it was a family, family ordeal as well. So it was good to, good, good to be away. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, we're going to go maybe in depth on this on another episode later, but there's also a big, big change in your life coming. Yeah. Uh, I guess also a big change to elevate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to maybe just tease that a little bit and another day we can sit down with it, but, uh. Yeah. For those who haven't heard, uh, I've been asked by the Keene Church to take on the lead pastor role here at Keene. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm daunted, um, kind of all the feelings of, it's been a roller coaster of emotion mm -hmm. this summer. Uh, but that announcement came kind of mid May and we've held out, held off announcing it really on the podcast because Kelvin was gone. I've been traveling. It's just been, it's just been up in the air. Uh, but yeah, would love to, to sit down in the future and kind of unpack a little bit about what's going on about that. So for the next month, kind of through July, I will be continuing to speak for Elevate, still here doing the thing. And then August, we'll transition to the two other services at Keene and take on the lead pastor 
responsibilities. And we are in the mix right now. I will step off this podcast to make a call to someone afterwards uh, in regards to the next pastor uh, for young adults for Elevate here in Keene. And so that's kind of kind of exciting to to see who God might might bring here in the future, and uh, and probably about a month month and a half, hopefully, be able to introduce <laughs> you to them on the podcast, and then they'll take on their speaking responsibilities for Elevate wow. and kind of chart the path forward for Elevate retake and and all that. So yeah, that's the that's the broad brushes. We're uh, we're all crying a little bit, <laughs> but it's exciting at the same time. Yeah, no, I am too, and that's one thing that I didn't realize when uh, accepted the position was uh uh the the grief that i would have like elevate's a good thing and i i didn't say yes to this other position because i hate what i've been doing in elevate i have loved every single minute of it um but now is an opportunity that i get to support elevate from a different chair in a different space mm-hmm. and i'm very much excited about that uh, but i've also gone through I am, am going through the grieving process of, of laying down something that I love so much and uh, picking up something else and supporting that thing I love so much yep. from, a, from a different space. So it's been, it's been a mixed bag of emotions for me too. At, at, at least it hasn't been, it wasn't one of those things where like, you know, in some companies you're done the, that, that day and you start the next day. You've, yeah. You, you know, kind of have a, a, a date set and you're like, okay, I have until then to get through this. Yeah, but it's, be- <laughs> it's a weird like in between because there's already, I mean, I'm, I'm in charge of the hiring process for the next pastor mm. and for Elevate. So there's already some stuff that I've already taken on. So it's this weird in between right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm thankful. Pastor Mike Tucker, uh, who spoke for Elevate a couple weeks ago, he's been our, our interim senior pastor he's willing to stay on for the rest of the summer and kind of help that help that process he's been great be super smooth yeah so yeah that's really cool i do want to ask you this um and maybe this is a just a teaser question for the special episode we may do later but uh just thought about this as we're coming back we haven't seen each other in a month and a half yeah pretty much um a lot has happened for you and i guess for elevate uh (laughs) this past year yeah from the movie premiering. Yeah. Um, from adding a new Gibson to the family. Yeah, we're having a baby boy, by the way. Oh, that's right. Podcasters the gender, that. the gender reveal came. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was wrong, but it's okay. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, to now this. Yeah. I just kind of want to know where maybe you have seen uh, God the most present in the last six to seven months, where a lot of stuff. Mm. Kind of seems to be going crazy, but super exciting, and yeah. and it's and it's really good, and God's definitely moving. Yeah, just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's been interesting throughout all this this entire process, you know, leaning on God and, and His faithfulness. And uh, it wasn't until, uh, particularly in the uh, the the position here at Keene, that there was a an offer made or a hey, would you would you consider it? That I actually felt clarity from God. Uh, and so we've, we've had a lot, you mentioned, yeah, between return to Palau, we're having a baby boy, this job transition, uh, Melissa and I joke regularly that we're just doing everything in 2022. <laughs> this is our year. Just get it out of the way. Do yeah. everything. Um, it, it's so interesting. I'm a, I'm a planner. I'm a person that likes to have things kind of ordered and detailed out. And I was a little bit frustrated with God of, Hey, what's, what's next? Like, mm. what, where are you? What's, what's going on? And he's just quiet. And it wasn't until I had the opportunity to respond that he then spoke to me. Uh, and I think in the in the midst of of tough decisions, sometimes we're frustrated because 
uh, we don't feel like God is is speaking. Mm. And I think it's in those moments that we need to wait and just patiently uh, rely on on his faithfulness. Uh, there's a passage in, I've got my Bible here. Let me turn to it. There's a passage in Psalm 37. I actually wrote a paper on it in, uh, um, in college. That's a whole other thing. Uh, it's Psalm 37, verse three. It says, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. And I felt like that's been the season of life for me for the past couple months of just trusting in God and dwelling in the land and cultivating faithfulness, uh, wherever I go. So if I had to add the, so if I have to ask the question, what makes you who you are? I think you pretty answered, pretty much answered it. Yeah. That's, that's been me past couple months. Currently. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of stuff. Yeah. That's really cool. But I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come. I I feel like, you know, I don't feel prepared. I don't feel 100% like, man, I've got this. Um, And I think those are the spaces when God shows up. Mm. So I'm excited for uh, God shining through my weaknesses and uh, being being strong where I'm weak. And that's a that's a safe place to be in, Mm. Um, even though it feels daunting. It's not not walking in like, yeah, I've got this. It's like, I'm going to need God. I'm need, I'm going to need God's help, and yeah. I'm going to need your help, and your help, yeah. and your help, and your help, and your help, and everybody else. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. I will say, yeah. from an outsider's perspective, and from a couple people that I have talked to and reached out to, just with everything going on inside yeah. and outside of Elevate, we can yeah. for sure tell that that God is moving pieces, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we're super excited for you. Thank you. Family. Thank you. And everything that's going to happen. Thank you. And that's everything that happened with the church and Elevate. I mean, it's just just going to be amazing. So we're going to let God do the rest and we'll just do what he asks us to do. For sure. Yeah. That's all we got. So uh, we're in the middle of the series, um, Hello, My Name Is, where we're reintroducing Jesus maybe to uh, somebody that's never heard of Jesus before and reintroducing him to uh, maybe somebody like, you know, us that may be born in the church or whatever. Yeah. Just kind of showing Jesus... Uh, who Jesus is and his many names. And um, last week I was sitting here with Beatrice and we talked about one of the cool things that we love about the series, and I'll get your thoughts on this, is that it's not just for someone that has never heard of Jesus before. Mm -hmm. It's for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes I feel like we can get not not too too much Jesus or too Christian-y to where we forget about just like who he is. Yeah. And we talk about a lot of stuff and yeah. we preach a ton of things. And in the end, it's like, wait a minute, have we like have have we talked to Jesus today? Or have like, yeah. do we know who that Jesus is every single day? Yeah. Um was that kind of a a big point for you in, in, in this series? Yeah. Uh you know, I I I do series of series, and so there's this kind of gets meta a little bit, you know, last Last fall, we looked at uh, righteousness by heart, you know, looking at the Sermon on the Mount and then dove into mental health with hope has a name. And then it became clear to me as I'm thinking about what to do this summer is, okay, we've heard about hope has a name and that's Jesus, but who is Jesus and and how do we get to know him? And so absolutely. And I think for myself as well, it, it's uh, fundamental to kind of break it down to the basics. You know, you learn any type of sport or you're into sports. Uh, and I know you're into sports, Calvin. Uh, what do the coaches say all the time is like fundamentals. Yep. That's how you're going to get better. Fundamentals. Work on your fundamentals. Uh, you're into basketball, dribbling. You know, work on your fundamentals. You're passing. Yep. You know, it's not the not the crazy moves, not the big plays. It's like if you're solid on your dribbling and on your passing, 
you're going to work the ball inside and things are going to go well. Yeah. Uh, and so this is kind of, uh, I don't know, summer basketball camp where we, yeah. we, uh, summer we, Bible camp. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we work on the fundamentals, right? We dig back into who Jesus is. So yeah, that's definitely been at the, at the forefront for me. And it's been nourishing for me. And I think for our community as well, people mm-hmm. have been, have been resonating with it because I think it helps Jesus be more accessible. Yeah. And it gives us language to talk about more than just, oh yeah, Jesus, my savior, but oh, he's, he's this, yeah. he's this and he's that. One of the things that it's done for me is that it's made me uncomplicate what I think Jesus is sometimes. Mm. And it's, and it's made Jesus very simple. Yeah. And sometimes we complicate the image of God so much. Yeah. We're confused and throughout the gospels, like yeah. we're doing now, it's yeah. just laid out. Jesus is this, he's this, yeah. and he's this, and he wants to introduce himself to Kelvin every single morning. Yeah. And it's not just like a one-time introduction. That's why I think the sermon's for everybody. The series yeah. is for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so it's helped me uncomplicate what I complicate sometimes, like yeah. the image of God, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the themes that I took from this message um, that has been working on me recently is this idea of uh, of either waiting on God or God's timing. Mm. Um, I think we kind of both relate <laughs> in your case here over the last six months. A lot of stuff's yeah. been going on. Um, and you asked an interesting question. You said, what do you do when God decides to wait? Mm. And I'd never heard it asked that way. Is is that different in your mind from us waiting on God? Yeah. Are those two different things? Uh, I mean, I, I think that us waiting on God is precipitated by God waiting. Okay. Uh, we, we look at the, the, the great controversy. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that we're not necessarily aware of in the cosmic conflict, uh, mm-hmm. what we would call good versus evil or that kind of devil versus God type of thing. And so, yeah, those, those two spaces are different. Uh, I think about from the, the story of Mary and Martha, they're having to wait on Jesus yeah. as Jesus is waiting to come and what precipitated their waiting was God waiting. And I I think sometimes we give God too much agency in, uh, at least in our minds of how we think he operates. And I think sometimes we give him too little agency. And just because God isn't showing up when we think he is, doesn't mean he's not working. And there's, there's intent and there's will behind what he's, what he's trying to accomplish. It's the, the, the maybe answers that really freak yeah. us out. Yeah. It's the maybes that kill us. Yeah. Or the not yet. You're like, God, why won't you answer me? He's like, not yeah. yet. Because Mary and Martha, if they would have, I mean, it would have sucked either way, but if he had just said no, okay, well, at least he's not coming. Yeah. Right. But right. like sitting there yeah. after losing their brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not easy. No. No. And, and we I, go, go I think that that resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. God, if you just shown up. Uh, at the pastor's convention I was at uh, last week, there was a testimony from uh, Carlton Bird, um, who's significantly known to Adventism. He's the used to be the speaker director for Faith for or not uh, not Faith for the Day, Breath of Breath of Life, yeah, Breath of Life, Breath of Life, out of uh, Oakwood University Church in um, Alabama, and he shared about how when they had their, I think they had their first daughter and he and his wife were traveling somewhere and this horrible car accident happened and they were in it and all of a sudden he was driving and then all that he remembers is waking up 
being on the side of the road and seeing his wife on one side of him and his young daughter on the other. I think she was infant or toddler age mm. at the time. And she, they both were care flighted out. He was in the hospital as well. And when his wife woke up, uh, they told her, Hey, you're in the hospital here. Your husband's in the hospital there, but your daughter's in a different hospital and she's unconscious and they're not able to, to really understand what's going on. And long story short, Carlton and his wife get out of the hospital and they go be with their daughter. And it gets to the point that the doctors tell them we've done everything we can. And it's going to take a miracle. If your daughter doesn't wake up, then we need to pull life support and, and allow her to die. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and they were fully expecting as the time came at noon on this particular day that their daughter was going to wake up and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And the time came and she didn't wake up. And that taught them so much about God and a dependence upon him. And they, they shared their story of resilience through all of that. Uh, but I think for many of us, we have a, a similar experience with a, a loved one or a situation where you pray and you pray and you pray and you don't get the answer you're looking for. I think all of us, either big or small, have been there. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be that big of a situation, but even in like the little things that we talk to God about, yeah. if if we don't get the answer we're looking for or however way we want it to be answered, yeah. um, we feel that same way. Yeah. And, and maybe... Uh, like you said, they learned a lot about about God during that time. Maybe that's yeah. just kind of what God is doing with us. Like, man, I, I need to teach you a couple of things. Yeah, and know that I've got your best interest in mind. Yeah, like you can't see it. You know, I've got it covered. Right. You think we're ever meant to fully understand God's timing? Um, no, and I don't think we'd have any fun if we did. And there's a certain mystery to how God operates and, and what he does. And I think that God's timing in our lives only becomes clearer as we experience him in relationship and experience time with him. In the moment, Mary and Martha, as they're pleading with Jesus, if you had only been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Mm -hmm. uh, I think their story was a little bit different. Literally five minutes later when Jesus is like, Lazarus, <laughs> come out. <laughs> right. Uh, they're, they're not as frustrated anymore because they got an even better gift of, of their brother being raised from the dead. And so I think that time allows us to understand God's timing. And you and I both can look back over our lives and those of you listening can and see moments where you're frustrated or you're crying out to God, why this, why that, where's the answer? And it's only in hindsight that you begin to see clearer how God was working even behind the scenes at that time. Yeah. Do you think that Mary and Martha ever got to a point where they understood before before Lazarus comes out, or was it after that that they realized everything that Jesus had said? I think it was probably after. I mean, looking at the text, Martha's got definitely the kind of eschatological end time resurrection in mind. She's like, "Yeah, no, duh, like <laughs> yeah. when you come back, you have, I know he's going to be raised." Uh, and Mary, I didn't get to touch on her in the message, but she kind of carries similar sentiments. Um, just looking at it to refresh my memory. Yeah, she's like, Lord, if you would have been here. Um, and she's just overcome with grief. And so I, I, I don't think it was. And even even Martha, and she's like, uh, when Jesus says, roll away the stone, she's like, uh, Jesus, 
it's gonna smell (laughs) so she's very much in the moment of like this doesn't make sense for what's going on so i I don't think it was until perhaps jesus prayed or they saw their brother Mm. walking out they're like i get it and that prayer by jesus i loved it Mm. such a fantastic prayer yeah i think maybe at that moment they started to realize okay something's gonna go yeah Something's and gonna go down. I love the intentionality that Jesus, uh, he, I like how he says, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said it. So I don't think that his full prayer is, is recorded here. Um, I, I think it's kind of the end of the prayer. Mm. I think he says some other things. Uh, and those aren't, those aren't record, recorded. Because he kind of makes reference to, like, I said these things. It's like, well, what did you say? You just said that. Thank you for hearing me. Uh, and so Jesus intentionally speaks his prayer out loud so that people could know that it's not of Jesus' power that he called, called Lazarus out of the grave, but he, but it's by his father's power. Mm-hmm. And he intentionally brings the people around him into that relationship with his father. He's like, I know you hear me. Like, we're tight. I get it. I could do this thing in my head, but I'm doing it out loud so that we as a community can experience faith. And side note, um, I think that's one of the reasons why we talk about community here so much. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the important things about, you know, people always say, well, why do I have to pray if God knows what I'm thinking? And da, da, da. Yeah. I think that's a big lesson for us when it comes to praying in community like there's a purpose for praying out loud with your brothers and sisters um yeah that community then turns around and goes home and prays for you and it's just yeah. a continual chain yeah. yeah uh so i like the example that jesus sets as like a side note to, yeah yeah, yeah. To, well even this, in our, our everyday relationships we can have friends or significant others or spouses that know us really really well and they can yeah. know exactly what we're thinking uh but there's there's times where i've been i've been frustrated with melissa Cause I'm about to say the thing and she finishes my sentence, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, that's cool. Like she knows me well enough to do that. I'm like, no, but I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to tell you. <laughs> uh, but like you pointed out, sometimes we don't do that with God. It's like, Oh, he already knows. It's like, no, he wants to hear. Yeah. Even if he already knows. Yeah. He wants to hear it come out of our mouth. Yeah. Cause then he'll know. Uh, I think for, not for him. Cause he already knows, but it just seems more like genuine. Like God, like here it is. Yeah. I'm not going to let you do the thinking for me. Here's yeah. here's what I need and here's what I'm looking for. This isn't the first time in scripture that we see a situation like this where God has to wait or God not has to but decides to wait a certain amount of time. Mm. So that I, th- I believe it's at the very beginning of that conversation. I think it's Jesus talking with his disciples where he says this happens so that God's glory can be seen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the first time that we've kind of either seen that phrase. Yep. Um, he, yep. he says that to uh, his disciples again when he's talking about the blind man. Yep. That he heals a couple chapters before that. Yep. Um, but the one story that I kind of think of is uh, Sarah and Abraham. Mm-hmm. They're going to have their kid. Right. Mm hmm. And years go on, right, before they have the the, the child. Mm -hmm. And if she had had that child at an age where, you know, women can have babies or, you know, whatever, people wouldn't have, people could have discounted that as just a natural occurrence. Yeah. But the fact that she had it at such a longer age and God waited that time, there's no other way that it could be anything else. Yeah. But a miracle. Yeah. Um. 
And I think in this case with Mary and Martha and Lazarus, that's that was like Jesus's full intentions. Like, yeah, like I get what you guys are going through. Yeah, but like, like I I have to take this moment and show the Father's glory. You know. Yeah, he's playing the long game. Yeah, it's going for the long game. That there's there's that you can't read that story and come away with any other interpretation than God be glorified because there's no other way that's happening. Mm. And I've always wondered why that moment of them, you know, them waiting, Jesus waiting a couple of days, he has like a mini side conversation with his disciples about <laughs> them saying like, no, if we go back there, they're going to kill you. Yeah. Where does, where does that, where does that fit in to, to like the story and what's going on? Yeah. So Jesus at this point of healing of Lazarus is likely just a week or two away from being crucified. And so this particular resurrection is very, very close to his crucifixion. And politically at the time, the religious leaders are starting to get, get frustrated. Uh, and so his disciples know this, Jesus knows this. And so that's kind of where that fits in because his disciples are all thinking about his political maneuvering and he's just like, I'm here to take care of my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like guys, there's so much more to this that you're yeah. not. I mean, it's a constant, yeah. everything yeah. that Jesus said half the time just went way over their heads. Yeah. I love Thomas's response of just kind of this melancholic, like, well, if Jesus is going to die, we mm -hmm. might as well go with him. Mm -hmm. You know, just this kind of apathetic, like, ah, well, here's our time, yeah. you know? And and speaking of Jesus's timing, it's, it's kind of interesting that up until this point, Jesus very close to this, like you mentioned, is about to, you know, get crucified. I think it's the end of the chapter there, John, that says that they immediately began their plot mm -hmm. not not long after this. Yep. Um, but it's interesting that during this entire time, yep. the disciples still had no um, real idea of Jesus' timing. Yeah. It's like they had been with him for so long and they were still doubting. Like they just, they were, they were doubting his decisions. It's yeah. like, Jesus, you, they just told you the guy dead is dead. He's sick. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. why aren't you running out there? It's like, yeah. this could have been family. Essentially. They yeah. were so close. Yeah. Um, and he decided to wait. I heard, a there was a pastor that said, um, you know, Jesus fulfilled all of the prophecies that the old Testament talked about him on earth. He performed so many miracles John, at the end of his book, says that there's so many things that he mm -hmm. did that I couldn't even put in this book or the world mm -hmm. wouldn't have even held. Yeah. And yet he did it in a time without a car or a plane. <laughs> yeah. Or a train. Or an iPhone. Or anything. Or any yeah. means of reminders or notifications. He was he was doing everything on God's time. Yeah. Like he needed to be everywhere that he needed to be. Yeah. Um, he was never late. And that's one of the things that I hear when I think about this story. People always say, man, well, he was just late. He just, he was doing something else, but he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. And he had that timing. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I, was I was talking to my dad about this and he said, there were people there, those, maybe some of those paid mourners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there had to be somebody there outside of maybe Mary and Martha, my dad says, that needed to see what was going to happen. Yeah. And they they needed to see Jesus yeah. in this light. Yeah. If he had just healed them, um, it wouldn't have been a, a bigger or a big impact on somebody that might have been in that crowd. Yeah. He's already done that before. He's already healed a sick person, right? Mm. Yeah. 
We've already seen that. But it's something so much more. And in a way, Lazarus is first fruits of Jesus' resurrection at the at the after the cross. Mm. And I th- and I think that that could be another another piece that he was trying to articulate to the disciples of like, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, his timing his timing is always perfect. Yeah, and it is something that our finite brains just don't. Yeah, they, we don't we just don't get it. Yeah. Um, and we have the benefit of time looking back on these stories. And we're like, disciples, why couldn't you have gotten it? But we read these stories through the lens of a risen Savior, mm-hmm. not just someone who yeah. has talked about rising one day. Yeah. We're hard on them. <laughs> Poor disciples. We are. But we're not much better because we look <laughs> at our true. own lives. Yeah. It's the same thing. We're just as bad. Just as bad. We can't wait at all for anything. Nope. So I want to end with a... Uh, a listener question, actually. Sweet. Reached out to some people and said, hey, got to give me some stuff. I love those. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to bring these back. So I'm trying to uh, find the name here. Oh, sorry. They didn't want me to say their name. Okay. No worries. Good, good. Close call. Close call. Because I would have <laughs> said your name through the text. Okay. Uh, we'll just give... It's a guy. We'll, we'll do that. All right. Um, sir. Sir. We can just give him a name. Yeah. Robert. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, Robert. Paul. Something basic. Okay. One of the two. Uh, He goes, I don't feel like I have maybe as big of an issue as as like a, a, a loss of someone or anything like that. But does that mean that this resurrection and life form of Jesus can do this for the little things in my life? Ooh. It's absolutely... I know I, I leaned in the message towards actual literal resurrection and healing and that type of thing. But yeah, I think that the resurrection life that Jesus wants for us doesn't just deal with our physical bodies, but whatever you're facing, even the little things where you feel that if God had just shown up, uh, you would have uh, made this decision better or you would have you would have done this a different way. Or if he would have intervened in this job interview or in this whatever conversation, it would have had a better outcome. Uh, I think God knows and God cares. And to trust that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And even when we succumb to sin, where we find ourselves in the the throes of temptation and uh, succumb to that, um, that Jesus is willing to bring resurrection life to us. Yeah. In every area. Yeah. 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 I want to end with... Um, your three points, I think they go perfectly well together. And mm. what we put on our Instagram, quick plug there. <laughs> uh, God can handle our big questions. Jesus understands our suffering, and he is the present embodiment of eternal hope. Mm. And with those three things in mind, um, I think we live a we live a little bit of a different life. Yeah, we do. Knowing, knowing those three things. Yeah, we do. Pastor Michael, thanks so much for joining. It was a fantastic time. Likewise. Glad we got back to to this. It's been a while. (laughs) But uh, you'll hear more from from Pastor Michael as we continue on, and we'll keep you guys updated with everything that's happening. For sure. We'll have that episode come out here pretty soon, that special one. And uh, congratulations to Shane, our editor. Yep. He is now married. He's now married. Yeah. Congratulations to him and his wife. Yep. We also reached 11,000 views. Yep. Listens, downloads. Listens, yep. Yep. So... Uh, that's, he's also a really big part of, yeah. of why that is. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, for congratulations sure. to him yeah. and to everyone who helps out with this with this yeah. podcast. Definitely. It's a team, for sure. Yeah. It's a community. 
Yeah. And there's always room for one more if you, guys, <laughs> if you want to help. Uh, anyway, <laughs> alrighty, uh, we got to go. Uh, Pastor Michael, thanks again so much. It was you a bet. pleasure. You bet. Uh, if you're listening, wherever you are around the world, share it, like it, um, send it to someone. You never know who you might bless by just simply clicking that share button and throwing it on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is. Mm. Somebody that needs to click it will click it, and God will put it on their phone or iPad yeah. or computer, and 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 uh, you've done your part. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Remember, there's always room for one more.